We've got some fresh hey, new listening to the content before. is profit One, podcast two, and we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit if you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit just go to contentsprofit.com oh yeah oh yeah wicked wicked that was my DJ move right stop. there just stop today <laughs> how to create your big Break and earn money through your art. Ooh, yes, baby. Full disclosure, that headline <laughs> I did not write. I took it straight from our guest website because it was so good. It was so, so juicy, so, so tasty. That's right. That I had to, to borrow it for today's episode. Fancy, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed, we do. Thank you oh, so much for asking. You're welcome. And today's You're welcome. sponsor is your own. The Biz Bros. Yes, we sponsor our own episodes. Let's go. And we're sponsoring with Content Momentum. You might be asking yourself, what is Content Momentum? Well, if you produce a long-form piece of content, just like this one that you're watching or listening to, and you want to turn it into value-packed, bite-sized assets, so then you can send them into the social media world like little minions so they can get you more clients and amplify your contribution. That's right. We want to help you out. Slide into the DMs at BizBrosCo on Facebook, on Instagram, on everywhere. That's honestly, right. Yeah. And right after you slide into those DMs, go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button so you know when those episodes are dropping on your phone every Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And... Go ahead and follow us at <laughs> you, you always have like a, a it's a difficult one, that transition for subscribe to, no, to follow. I, I thought that was beautiful. That's like, uh, it, uh, I just so, held the a little attention. rough, a little rough, but it's okay. It's all good here at the Continents Profit Podcast. And if you find today's episode impactful and you are ready to create your own big break, and if you know of anybody that needs to create their big break. Yes. Please, please, all we ask is for you to send them this episode, for you to share this podcast with them, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. We often talk about the power of having your own stage. There's one of the, that's one of the main benefits of creating content. The creation of your own platform that you can later leverage into new opportunities. Opportunities like the one we have here today. Oh yeah. Today's guests come from an unusual yet incredible industry. He has leveraged the use of stages, not only to grow his own brand, but to help others grow their own and get recognized for their skills. What industry, you ask? Dance. How cool is that? Am I going to dance? Is the that da- you asking me? Da- I'm gonna dance? The dancing industry. Uh, okay. How, how cool Ooh, is that? I'm so excited. So juicy, so good. <laughs> Today's guest has actually danced with Justin Timberlake, Rihanna, and Channing Tatum. He is the co-founder of the Worldwide Dance Challenge, and he is the creator of the Creating Your Big Break Summit, which we'll be talking about today. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm so pumped up. This is stage building to a whole new level. Please welcome co-founder of the Worldwide Dance Challenge, proud father of six. And let me tell you, he doesn't look like a dad of six <laughs> children and creator of a summit that you'll be signing on to right after this episode, Jesse Posmith. What's going on, guys? What's going on? What's up, Jesse? Now, I will say this. You guys know how to bring on a guest. I'm taking notes for how to <laughs> pump up a guest because you just made me feel like 
I was Justin Bieber or something coming on y'all's show. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, uh, you are the Jesse Paul Smith, you know. So I, we, we had to we had to put something out for you, brother. And I, except, <laughs> I mean, you come from this industry where they have these big shows. I'm like, hey, we gotta step it up. We need to put on a big show for Jesse to come out here. I do apologize for Thank the you. dancing moves because yeah. man, those probably do not even compare to what you live on a daily basis. <laughs> well, man, I, I'll just tell you guys, I am uh, super honored to be here. Uh, and uh, I'm excited to talk about the summit, which, again, uh, the the session that you guys did in there, uh, we'll talk about this here in a second, but the session that you guys did in there, in my opinion, uh, is worth the price of admission. If somebody oh, just man, to, to just pay attention to what we talk about in your session, uh, they'll get a lot of nuggets that can totally change the game for them. Dude, Jesse, thank you so much for those kind words. And, you know, we, we connected through the power of the platform, right? Like, Zach, he was also a guest here at the show. He was like, man, you guys have to talk to Jesse. You guys, the personality is incredible. We chatted for a little bit. And uh, I never thought we're actually going to be a part of, of a summit for artists, right? Like, I never experienced something like that. It was totally different. But at the same time, there's uh, there's a meeting point there. And I thought it was pretty interesting what you guys are building and what you guys are creating with these amazing people. But before we dive into that, uh, I would like for you to share a little bit of your story uh, so so we can get to know you a little bit better, right? Like, uh, who is Jesse? Like, how this whole thing artist started? Like, what was your, your life before this online world? And then why you guys decided to do this? Wow. Uh, well, hopefully you guys got <laughs> coffee. Um, oh, we so, got this. We uh, got this. <laughs> So, man, uh, I don't know. Performing on stage has been, uh, when when they say like it's in your blood, it was in my blood. I, I come from a church background, so you might not be able to tell with all the tattoos, but <laughs> I, grew up in, uh, I grew up in a minister's family. Um, at yeah. the age of three was my first concert. I sang the books of the Bible in front of my grandpa's church, who was the pastor at the time. And, uh, you know, probably because I was three, because it wasn't because I had a great voice. Let's just put it that way. They were coming <laughs> yeah. up to me and being like, first of all, I'm, I'm an adult that, you know, has been studying the Bible forever. I still can't quote the books of the Bible. You're three and you can sing them all. So people thought that was pretty cool. And so they, they, they stuck me on a, on a citywide church tour. And yeah. uh, it was at that point that I was just hooked. I, I just knew, you know, at three years old, I just, I loved performing. I loved mm -hmm. being on stage, which is kind of weird because I'm an introvert. Like I'm not the guy that's going to go and, to a networking event and meet a bunch of new people. Dude, that, that puts my anxiety on like <laughs> super high alert. Right. Yeah. So, um, but no, I've, I've, I, you know, I started playing music. I was definitely a band geek through, through and through, uh, and knew that the stage was something that I wanted to do, but I also knew, um, I, I knew what it was like to be a dreamer that nobody took seriously. Mm. Right. Um, and so, Uh, I come from a small town, Superior, Wisconsin, less than 28,000 people. And, you know, my family is, you know, not necessarily a well-connected family. So, um, you know, I, everybody said, you know, you need to get your head out of the clouds. You know, you need to get your head out of the clouds and you need to start thinking more realistic. So um, I tried the college thing. It didn't really work for me. Uh, I was a one semester dropout. Mm. I just always was... It, everything that I did was a means to an end to get to a stage. Mm. And so, um, you know, I was in a, I was in a, like a, a Southern rock Christian group when I was, you know, from the age of 17 to 19, uh, we had a couple of, uh, record, uh, auditions and then they yeah. didn't work out. The band disbanded. 
And I ended up finding myself needing a new group of friends. I ended up going to a club uh, on a dry night, funny enough, of all things. And up until that point, dancing and I had never really met. I had only seen it on, um, I'd only really seen it on when I would go to martial art tournaments because I was in martial arts. I'd go and see martial artists uh, on these big national, these big national tournaments parties and these big like um, sponsored teams like Jungle Care and Paul Mitchell would have all these guys that would be break dancing at these after parties. And I would think it was so cool. Yeah. But where I was from, it just wasn't a prevalent thing. So uh, I uh, go to this club. I meet these guys. They're starting to do this dancing. I'm like, this is this is cool. I want to <laughs> check this out. Uh, so they let me tag along. And man, it was a it was love at first sight. Just started to dive deep into dancing, and I found myself mm-hmm. going to clubs Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday because I didn't drink, so I could go and dance till 2 a.m. and wake yeah. up for work at 7 or 8 a.m. the next morning. And when the, the club wasn't open, I'd go to my local Walmart, funny enough. I'd go to my local Walmart in the cosmetic section between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. They had a uh, the speaker for the radio was right above me. And this is back in 2001, 2002, right? So uh, no no iPods. We had Disksmans <laughs> back then, right? Yes. So, uh, so uh, I would just practice there and – it was, I did that every single day until I ended up finding myself at an audition in Florida, got scouted, um, and, uh, got represented by, uh, McDonald's sales Inc. associates moved to LA. And that's really in 2005 and 2006 where my dance career, professional dance wow. career really started. Cool. Wow. Yes. I just want to say like props to like your will, bro. Like it, it's incredible. Like a lot of people would have you mentioned your background, you mentioned small town, you you mentioned a dreamer, people saying, hey, you know, calm down from those clouds. I feel like everybody in worship, like world in general, or like, or an athlete or something like when you're aiming that high, right? There's always a group of people that might try to pull you down and be like, hey, come back to reality. And I'm doing air quotes for those listening, right? So I just want to highlight the fact that the 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 pure will and hard work that you did mm-hmm. just going late at night to a place like Walmart for example and just practice in there right like it didn't matter you're like you're working towards that goal and that, and that's incredible and that's something that everybody uh should take home with them and be like okay what like what is my late night Walmart run like today what is it like what do I need to do to to create right like my success or my my move forward so thank you for sharing that yeah I mean uh like from from this story honestly i'm inspired on how you follow that call right it's like oh this is my passion i'm gonna put myself in there and that consistent practice of it right like you're consistently learning you said you went to the club thursday friday saturday right like and then the days that you were in there you were at walmart which i found super interesting honestly i'm like <laughs> can, can you actually imagine like that happening today, right? Like how, how many people would see someone dancing at Walmart like that and all the judgments that would occur, that would happen, right? Uh, maybe pr- pr- probably at this point in time, people will be filming and stuff and all that, like yeah. that. So imagine what it takes inside of you to yeah. stay so consistent and so passionate about that one thing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm curious though on, I'm sure you must have had some challenges from, you know, starting to love dance and starting to practice in and, and do it consistently 
to that point when you got scouted and let's call it a little bit of, of your break. I'm sure there have multiple times in your life where you got in, you know, a break and all that stuff. But, I, you know, for people that maybe are following their passion right now, but they cannot commit to it 100% just because maybe they lack some of their resources in certain aspects of their life to fully commit to that 100% of their time. Like, how was it for you? Because I'm sure that you had a job at that, at that time. Were you doing other things? I, I'm extremely curious. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, everything kind of was a means to an end. And at being being young um, and kind of irresponsible in a lot of ways, right? There's 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 a <laughs> there's something to be said about being a little irresponsible and that might not be the popular thing but sometimes <laughs> you need to be irresponsible to be able to grab a hold of your purpose yeah mm. right you you because the responsible thing is the safe thing the responsible yep. thing is the is the thing that you can predict and and again i'm not saying throw responsibility out the window okay yeah um but there's something to be said about being willing to take the risk of not always satisfying and not always um, getting the approval of everybody else. It, on your road to success, you're going to disappoint people. Um, mm. And this took me a long time to figure out, right? Uh, because being a performer, we naturally are being bent towards, we're naturally being bent towards the, uh, you know, the wanting to appease people because we, I mean, we we get our energy really from the response of the crowd, yes. right? And so, but that can so much hinder you from actually being able to do what you are meant to do as a performer because um, there's this quote that I've been living on this this year that's really resonated from me uh, with me is that we are we are created to impact somebody. We mm. just weren't created to impact everybody. Mm. Our job is to go find that somebody. And so in the on the road to finding that somebody, you're going to get a lot of everybody's that's telling you you're crazy. You're going to yeah. get a lot of everybody's that's not going to jive with your purpose or your mission. You're going to get a lot of people that don't even understand your approach. But you have to be willing to you have to be willing to stay in that uncomfortable spot of disapproval to really get to where you're supposed to go because you'll never get to your potential if you're always trying to gain their approval. Mm. Yes, absolutely. That th Those are some extremely powerful uh, words, right? And we often in the, in the content world, right? We refer to them too because a lot of people are so afraid of showing up in their own stage, right? Let's talk in, in stage meetings here since that is part of the, the topic of today's conversation. They're so afraid to show up in their own stage because of other people's judgment, right? And now they're giving their power away and they cannot show up fully for that somebody, right, that needs them. And I love that quote. I wrote it down. We are created to impact somebody, not everybody. Our job is to find that somebody that we can create an impact. And I think it's so, so important yeah. and definitely a part of the journey for doing that is detaching yourself from other people's expectations and, and stop giving your power away to those other people. So thank you for yeah. sharing that. Jesse, you know, as you know, people in, in companies trying to create content or trying to be creators on, on a space, maybe for, for the business purpose or for the for develop a relationship, right? Like uh, we often see uh, walls right in front of us as in the creative aspect, our own voice, we face insecurities, right? Like, 
And to me, at least, artist seems to crush all that from the very beginning, right? Because you guys as an artist believe so much in what you guys do. I mean, just the example of your story, for example, like you love to dance, you're just going to go dance, right? Uh, you love to paint, you're going to go paint and you're going to make it public. And that, and, and, and I feel like the, the fact that you call it art or that you identify yourself with that skill makes it easy to go public, right? Like, is this a wrong assumption on my end or am I right? And if I am right, right? Like, is it easier for those people? And like, if it's easier, why? And if it's, um, if, if it's, if I'm, if I'm wrong, like why? Yeah, I think that, that's a, I, I don't think I've really got into that discussion for a really long time. And I think there's a lot to be said there. So first of all, I would say it appears to be easy for everybody. because you're only seeing the people that are putting stuff out. Mm. How many people that we don't see putting stuff out because they have been beaten down. Now I'll say this is mm. not everybody put content, puts content out because they believe in what they're putting out. They put content out begging for people to approve that their content is worth something. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, and for like, let, let's, I'm a transparent dude. I like to be real. I like to be raw. We're fighting for our own belief that we want to, that we are significant. Mm-hmm. We're fighting for that desire. Every human being on the planet, Tony Robbins talks about the six human needs and, and significance is one of them. It's not something we want. It's not something we'd like to do yeah. on a daily basis. We must meet that need. Right. Yeah. And for performers, I think there's a lot of people out there and myself included. When I, when I, when I grew up, my had two things that I wanted in life was the heartbeat of why I did everything which matches up with Tony Robbins' six human needs. I've studied that stuff a lot. Yeah. My first one was I wanted to be significant. I wanted to do something significant with my life so that I was I was known as somebody that put a mark on the world. I didn't want to just live a nine to five or 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 just do a normal life. That just wasn't for me. But yeah. one of the reasons why I wanted to be significant was because I grew up in a, I grew up kind of the nerd. I grew up as the reject. I was bullied a ton in school, Mm. but the ones that were, the ones that got all the attention from people were the ones that were doing significant things. The jocks, right? The, 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 the popular kids, they were doing, they were having the, the parties and they had the big fancy houses and the nice cars. So I had this second desire in my heart, which was, I wanted somebody to love me unconditionally. A hundred percent. But I thought the way to get that was to do something significant. There's people putting out content, music, dance videos. They're putting out TikToks right now because they think that is their key to significance. Mm. And they're hoping that that key to significance is going to lead them to that other underlying need that they might not be willing to talk about. I think a lot of people are willing to talk about the fact they want to do something big, but they don't ever talk about why they want to do something big. Yeah, yeah. The reason why they want to do something big is because they want to feel like they're loved, that somebody really approves of them and values them as a human being. And it's not until we realize that our value comes from who we are, not what we do, that we're, that we're human beings, not human doings. Mm. When we, when we grasp that fact, a lot of the content that we put out changes. Because now we're not being, now we're not putting out content for approval we're putting out content for value. Yes. Wow. 
That is. I think every content creator out there or anybody trying to dabble into something like this needs to hear this from you, Jesse. So thank you uh, for breaking it down for us here at the uh, at the show. Like it, it's incredible to see that perspective. And you know, as you talk and as you explain this, I'm going in my head through the journey in the past like four years before publishing and through publishing and now, and that's exactly what happened, right? Like we we started through that with like the greed of money because we needed the money right like and then it evolves yeah. from there uh and 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 that you know that cascades into the business side of things and th- there could be a lo- very long discussion on this but after like three or four years of doing this and especially last year with the show and the amount of publishing that we've done these is the things that that we discovered so we're super thankful for having this conversation and i'm breaking it down i don't think i've heard it that clear in a while so thank you mm. yeah no it's definitely uh extremely powerful thought you know and i I, and i think it's a great point here for the audience those that are listening to actually pause maybe and and do that exercise themselves right like Mm -hmm. ask themselves those questions that you just asked jesse and write them down write the answer like why is it that i'm actually doing this is it because i'm seeking some sort of validation or because i actually want to deliver this value right um i know for a fact like I'm here like, okay, I'm going to put a note at this time because I'm going to come back and listen to the episode <laughs> and I'm going to do this exercise myself because yeah. I think it, it, it brings a lot of, of power and clarity, right? Yeah. It is going to bring clarity in your journey, what you need to do next. And, you know, talking about now that we're talking about this significance aspect, like feeling valuable and, and taking action, pursuing our dreams. I love when I, when I started, I, I started re- reading your page right they're creating your big break summit.com and i started going through it the first thing that came my eyes was that part of creating your big break right especially the part of creating because a lot of people i feel they are very passive and they talk about i haven't got my big break yet right and we grew up playing soccer and one of the things our daddy used to say to us was you need to practice consistently and be ready for when the opportunity arises, when the opportunity comes to you, right? Which, yes, absolutely 100%. But now, looking in retrospective, I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait. Like, that is right. But what if he would have told us, don't just wait for the opportunity. Go and create your own opportunity as well. Go and get your opportunity as well, right? Those are some of the yep. things that we've been learning, yeah. honestly, while we've been doing content is profit. So I'm extremely curious, how does that play a role in in the art world, right? For dancers, for people that want to share their art and like you said, create their big break. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's incredibly, incredibly important. Um, stop waiting for somebody to give you your big break. Go out and create your own. And I, I think that you know, there's uh, one of the judges on our show, um, Jason Hampton, uh, who's on our Worldwide Dance Challenge show. He was he was one of the lead roles in the Mickey Mouse Club back in the 90s, was a part of the, the group called The Party. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he talks a lot about luck, creating your own luck. And, and we've heard it yeah. said before that, you know, luck or success or however you want to define it happens when preparation meets opportunity. Right. And, and so many people are look, so many people are, are spending a lot of time preparing. I see a lot of dancers and a lot of people out there. Um, and I, I think this is kind of the same thing with, with artists period is, um, we like to do what we like to do. 
And one of the things we like to do is we like to create, right? Yeah. We like to create dance videos. We like to create music videos. Um, but we don't always do the best job of going out then and taking that content and promoting it, right? Going out and, and selling ourselves to whoever we're selling ourselves to. Because I think part of it is we have a misconception of, uh, well, there's a bunch of things. One, I don't really know if if this is good enough. And when you have somebody else give you your big break, it's a lot safer, right? Because yeah. you're allowing everybody else come to you and you don't have to put yourself out there. You just create the stuff and pray. It's kind of like feel the dreams, <laughs> build it and they will come, right? Yeah. Like I'm hoping somebody's going to come to me and find my content, tell me it's good enough, bring me up on stage. And then what my, my, my career has changed instead of me going and bringing the content to somebody or bringing my talent to somebody so that somebody can reject me and tell me it's not good. Mm. Then, then we don't like that. So I feel like a lot of people are waiting for their opportunity out of insecurity because then they don't have to put themselves out there and get those rejection notices. Yeah. Have to go. They don't have to go to the auditions and get, completely not even noticed, not even looked at, not even paid attention to, right? Um, and so I feel like there's a lot of people that aren't going out there and 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 doing it. And here's the here's the kicker. Like we're our culture is changing. Well culture is changing. And I I would say that it's not because it's not because um it's not because things that are important have changed, I think that people's awareness of what's important has changed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a quote that I take from an ancient text that's still valuable today. It says, nothing is new under the sun. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, the fame part of why people perform is, is kind of alluring, right? You want to be the guy I remember I was the guy laying my head on a pillow dreaming about dancing next to Justin Timberlake when his first like I love you video came out like I was like if I could be in that video <laughs> other jacket dancing next to JT my life would be made right um but I you know the the fact of the matter is is that we were not put on the planet mm. to make money we were not put on the planet to be successful we weren't put on the planet to uh to be the star. Yeah. Those are byproducts of doing one thing really well. And that's creating change. That's making an impact. More and more people are wanting to be told and validated that they're worth something. And when people can actually take their art form, because I believe this wholeheartedly. Yeah. Artists were we're given a, a superpower to be able to create change in culture with their art, yeah. but that is there to serve a purpose. And that purpose is not to make superstars. That purpose is really to, to validate the value that human beings already have. Yeah. And so when you get really good at realizing that impact will come before income, and if you really do truly believe that and you really focus on that and do it well, that doesn't mean that you don't learn all the business principles that you need to, but realize that your purpose behind your art has to be further than just to be a star. Mm -hmm. yep. And when you are really clear on why it is that you are given this power of, of being a creator, of being a performer, 
and it's to make an impact and you do that well, your big break is coming and nobody's yes. going to have to give it to you because you've created it yourself. Yes. Mom. Dude. Jesse, again, incredible. Like, as you're explaining, like, there's a parallel with obviously your world, your market, the people that you help, the people that you create an impact for are artists. But at the same time, I'm like, this applies to every single person out there trying to create impact in the world through yeah. art, through business, through organizations, through nonprofits, everything. So if you're listening and you're not an artist, and I like I'm doing air quotes, you're still an artist in your craft, your business, your organization, and you can take these principles and frameworks and apply them on your day-to-day -to, -day to be able to impact more people and do good in the in the world and then get the benefits yeah. on the back end after the impact comes. Um, yeah, Jesse, just like, like you said, right? Uh, I, I found this so interesting. You said there's nothing new under the sun. I, I, I agree with you 100% on that. And something that I come to realize as well during our journey is that everything everything is way simpler than, than we think it is, right? Like everything can Fact. be boiled down to a few principles that if you stay consistent with them, just doing them day and night, like you will be successful in whatever field you're, 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 you're in, right? And what you just explained that, you know, being proactive and going out there, chasing those opportunities, right? Impact before income. Those are some of those principles. And it, it's incredible how I, when I start listening to these principles, I start listening to you, right, in this industry. And I grab those principles and I'm like, okay, let me move them to our industry, see if they work here. Guess what? They do. And it's incredible. And then I'm like, okay, what if, you know, hypothetically, I move them into another industry? Guess what? They work as well. Like that proactiveness of you, you know, chasing the impact instead of the income and you being proactive, searching for your opportunities. Like that is what's going to result in yeah. growth. So I, I'm loving this conversation that definitely yeah. because I think a lot of people, like you said, they are just a little bit insecure and it is way, way easier for other people to come to you because then you don't have to put yourself out there. And One of the my favorite things that I actually read in 2020 was this book about it is called Toxic Charity, right? And it talks about how when charities come to a place, when they leave, they usually leave them worse because they are doing everything for these people. And then when they leave, these people are dependable on that charity, right? And I think a lot of the online world right now, right? And I'm, I'm talking about the online marketing world. And I'm sure it might be similar in your industry. A lot of people are like, give me the strategy. Give me the tactics, right? And, and these experts come and they teach them certain things. And when they leave, people don't know the principles to actually do it themselves. And they're like, I'm dependable on you now, right? Instead of growing themselves. So it's not about, is that all saying, right? Like, Uh, don't give a man a fish, teach a man how to fish. And But guess what? What happened? This book painted the picture of what happened if the lakes dries, right? What happened if the lake dry and there's no more fish? The person's still dependable and instead of being resourceful, right? Well, let's build people. Let's make them resourceful in their field so they can go and be successful. And that's what you're doing with this summit. I, th I think yeah. that's absolutely amazing. You are, you know making sure that people live and, and they they do the summit, right? They go through the summit, they listen to these experts 
and they become resourceful, resourceful themselves. So they can then create their own big break, yeah. which dude, I, I, I love those principles because I do think that's what's going to take people from point A to point B. So Jesse, where, where can people go? Uh, and, and we are not, we normally ask, you know, uh, an action point. I think the action point for today is like, go and register for the summit. I think it's for everybody, right? Like at the beginning of this conversation, yeah. uh, I, I think, you know, your main, you know, audience, your main people are artists, but I think everybody can learn from this, from this and, and the principles that you're sharing, like Fonsi was saying, where can people go? When is this starting? This is the action point for everybody seeing this right now or listening it, you know, uh, where, where can they go? Yeah, so I mean, it's creatingyourbigbreaksummit.com. Now, granted, you guys got links that they can connect with and and, yep. and do all that kind of stuff. And it goes from February 10th to the 14th. Now, again, there is 40 plus speakers, so you can get a free ticket. Come and hang out with us for free. Um, if you can ingest 40 speakers in five days, first of all, contact me because you need an award. Um, <laughs> second of all, uh, so if you want to do that, that's that's fine. It's completely free. We do have we do have ways that you can upgrade your experience. So one, you can you can you know take and uh, keep the sessions for life because again, uh, it's always valuable to listen to things more than once. Um, yeah. But if that was the only thing that it, you were getting with it, it would still be worth it. But then the gifts that some of these speakers are giving away are literally courses that they sell all day long for. $250, $500, $700 that they're giving away to people that have upgraded their experience. So like it's, it, you learn so much in there. Um, uh, so again, February 10th through the 14th is when the, the, the live part's going to be on. And we've got a DJ that's coming in here, going to have some live experience fun. Yes. We're going to have a live panel. Um, there's going to be some hot seats going on, all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely going to be a lot of fun and uh, you're not going to want to miss it, but there's several ways that you can participate. Yeah, absolutely. And all you got to do if you're listening, I mean, starts tomorrow. If you're listening, starts tomorrow. If you're watching this, starts in a couple of days. So all you got to do is scroll down, click there, you know, reserve your seat. It's, def it's all online, even though what you described feels like an incredible live experience, but it's all online. So whatever in the world you are, go ahead and sign up for this because it's 40 experts. Uh, you know, we were honored to be invited to be a part of this. And uh, Jesse, thank you so much for the opportunity to be a part of this amazing movement. I am convinced that you guys are going to impact a lot of a lot of people. So all you got to do is scroll down, click there, go register. It's going to be an awesome party. And uh, Jesse, dude, thank you so much. Any last last comments before uh before we head out um i i just i think the big thing is to realize that um at some point in your life you're going to need to lean on your ability to perform right so we all have cell phones and at some point we are on social media one way or another maybe your performance is that you you know set up amazing pictures and mm -hmm. you connect with your audience that way maybe you are a, a video person and you do videos whether it's tiktok instagram reels or or just facebook lives whatever that whatever that is at the at the end of the day building a business you guys know this there is a level of performance that's needed and um and i'm going to tell you right now some of the truths that were dropped um you know, in this summit apply to everybody on the planet because to, to Fonzie, your point, like what works in the business world, quote unquote, right? The business world works in the performance world 
It's just the language changes. Yep. Yep. That's it. 100%. I literally had a conversation today with an artist who went from zero to 1.5 million followers on TikTok in six weeks. Wow. Ooh, six weeks. But the interesting thing, the conversation that we had was 40 minutes talking up to what his journey looked like before that six weeks of his life. Yeah. Right? Because he had been in the music business and making music for 13 years before he ever got to that point. And his Instagram following was no more than 2,000. Uh, His TikTok following was nobody. Nobody knew who he was until he discovered some of his strengths. He learned how to look at things differently. He looked at how to take risks and chances. And, you know, for those of you that are out there thinking that your time has come and gone. Listen, I failed in the music business twice. Mm. Yeah, I danced with Justin Timberlake. I danced with Rihanna. I did stuff with Channing Tatum. But I didn't have the mindset to be able to understand what to do after that and how to make myself successful regardless of those opportunities. Yeah. I had a record deal with Universal that took me from 170 or took me from record deal dream I dream situation. I'm going to I'm going to blow up to $170,000 in debt wow. facing bankruptcy and a bad deal. And I took those, I took those two failures as a, as an improper meaning. Mm. Tony Robbins talks about, we assign meaning. Things don't mean anything. They're static until we assign meanings to them. My meaning that I assigned to it was, I guess I'm not meant for this industry. Mm. No, that was what I assigned the meaning to. It's, it's when you start looking at the world differently and realizing, listen, I don't care how many times you failed. I don't care how many times, how long it's been since you've been out of it. I don't care how rusty you are. You were given this talent for a reason. Yeah. And when I, and I'm going to bring it all the way back to the, the first thing that we talked about in this interview. You were made, you were given that performing capability for a reason. And that reason was not for you. It was meant for somebody else. Yeah. And that somebody else is waiting for you to dust it off, to get back up again, and put it into action so that you can help them realize their potential and live out their purpose. So everybody that's a performer that's listening to this, anybody that's in business that's listening to this, trust me, the the nuggets that you'll get out of this conference, this this summit is going to be worth its weight in gold because half of it's just going to help you believe you are meant to do it. Yes, let's go. <laughs> oh man, the crowd's going what? crazy. The crowd's going crazy, dude. Jesse, again, thank you so much for uh, coming in and sharing your message, uh, sharing the summit. Again, all you gotta do if you're listening starts tomorrow. Just scroll down, click the link, and go register. It's completely free, and then obviously upgrade your experience because uh, it's is well deserved. Like this is kind of stuff that you want to keep around you and go revisit and go take action and go revisit and go take action so again jesse we appreciate you we appreciate your time thank you for allowing us to be a part of this journey with you and uh, with that being said guys thank you so much for tuning into the contents profit podcast go ahead and subscribe hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at beast bros go that is right and if you are ready to create your big break please don't forget to share this episode and and Leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye, guys.